When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And I don't know why I said it like that. I just, I'm really excited, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're covering Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, also known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Which is really weird because it wasn't originally that title. Um, but colloquially, you know, over the years, everyone's kind of called it Turtles in Time. And so uh, I think also out of the country, uh, out of the U.S., it was called Turtles in Time. So it's in a roundabout called, way. I've heard it that, called the Turtles are back in time. Or is well, that, that just was, the tagline? That was the tagline. That was the tagline. Okay. All right. Um, so that was. This that should was, not be that confusing. This really shouldn't. Um, and it, that's the thing. It really isn't because it just, it just isn't called Turtles in Time. And like, right. you know, you can see that on the original VHS. You can see that on the original posters. It's not called Turtles in Time. However, in the last 10, 12 years or so, you know, as, you know, the rights to these movies kind of jumped around and stuff and they were putting out those like cheap, you know, three disc sets, four disc sets with like the Batman movie for some reason, um, they started adding that tagline Turtles in Time, which is fine because it's technically, you know, that is the movie, the Turtles go back in time, but uh, it's it just it's just that's it doesn't say that anywhere in the movie it's like it's like the 2016 ghostbusters movie how like that has like the tagline answer the call and then over time that's kind of became how they how they subtitled that movie now mm-hmm. hmm. so it's it's called when you look it up it's like ghostbusters answer the call yeah which is a terrible tagline <laughs> <But>. <laughs> ghostbusters answer the call wow what a, what a great name like so, I get it, but because it's like, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. But it's like, answer the call is weird for a movie because it's like it implies that they don't answer the call. I, I don't know, or maybe they do. I don't know. It's also like way too generic. It is. It's it's just it's not, and it doesn't work if you don't know the theme song. Which mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to believe, but there are some people who don't know the theme song. Right. You know, I used to work at a grocery store and even when it wasn't Halloween, they would play that like on the on the store radio. Well, I mean, it's not I hear Ghostbusters at work. <laughs> I mean, the ghost, Ghostbusters are great in general. Like, I, don't know, I just I love Ghostbusters. I'm pretty indifferent. on it. I've never really cared much for it, but. Kind of kind of before my time and also like my issue is the ghost could just do whatever they want until they well, can't. You know? I mean, that's that's the thing is like the ghosts and Ghostbusters don't they have defined rules, but they kind of also make them up as they go. Yeah. 
Because it's like, are ghosts the spirits of dead people reincarnated? Then also, too, why do why does Slimer look like that? Right. Yeah. It's 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 weird. But also, if the Ghostbusters you're giving me doesn't have Tracy the gorilla, I'm not interested. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I only subscribe to the real Ghostbusters. Thank you. Man, so on my other podcast, you watch that that first Ghostbusters that Spencer's mm-hmm. talking about, and that has the worst like transition scene ever. It's just like instead of like you know like He Man raising his sword and getting hit by lightning, or like the Sailor Moon spin around, it's just like two guys putting on khakis in like the most inefficient way possible. <laughs> I know. Terrible. It's it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good cartoon. No, um, but. <laughs> it's iconic though but but that's the thing it's like it's only really iconic to people who like know the difference which um again toy galaxy did a fantastic video on the history of the real ghostbusters um so definitely highly recommend you check that out so you know what we're talking about yeah but what we're actually supposed to be talking about is teenage Mutant ninja turtles 3 yeah so can we do we want to bury the lead or do we want to say now whether how what our opinions are on this movie. So I'm going to save it for my second time around. Okay. uh, Because I did have a reaction. So uh, yeah, I'm going to save mine for second time around. I still think I like this one more than I like secret of the use, but that used to be a more firm answer that I did this go around. I don't know. Okay. Kind of see now. For me, I came into this and I was like, I remember not liking this movie. And like distinctly, I, I had the comic book version, but not the VHS. And I asked my dad, I'm like, was that on purpose? And he was like, yeah, it was so bad. You didn't want it by the time it came out on VHS, wow. which is amazing. So I went into this, I'm like, I know I don't like this. I've seen it recently. I didn't like it. I'm going to go full in, right? I'm going to find every piece of material I can for this movie. Read the comics. Uh, I found a manga version. That's amazing. What? Oh my goodness, yeah. I will send you a link after this. Case. Please do. That's it, amazing. It kind of goes off on its own. Like it's very much like, more like the cartoon where like Donatello makes a tank out of junk and like, oh, it's crazy. It's, it's right, amazing. I'm invested. Um, and I gotta say, after doing all that research, I still don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, you're getting it, you're getting into it. Uh no, you know what? I'm still gonna save it. I'm still gonna save mine for a second time around. Sounds all right. good. Well, we'll first uh, tell a story then. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. Well, well, before that, let's 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 do a little background on the movie real quick. So this movie came out. Uh, we've mentioned it a couple times. This movie came out in 1993, March 19th, 1993. Um, so very very long after. I mean, two years after Secret of the Years. And we've kind of talked about it before how this is kind of the this is kind of like the downturn of Turtle Mania in the mid 90s. So we're, you know, the 87 series is a little long in tooth now. This movie, I think, took a long time to get off the ground. Um, and it is also the lowest performing Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, it had a budget of 21 million, uh, made in the box house 54 and a half million. So not I mean, it's not the worst performing movie. It made a budget. It's just, it's very diminishing returns from, you know, especially from the first movie, which 
for oh, almost yeah. 20 years or no for 10 years was the highest grossing independent film of all time yeah and so to give you an idea of where we are in turtles right now we're at uh the same month issue 57 of the first comic book series was released uh, that's more leo gets tased by karai in the city of war um issue 42 of the archie series came out that's the future shark trilogy and we're between season six and seven of the cartoon so yeah, so like I said, we're we're in the weeds with turtles now. Yeah, um, it's interesting because so much of turtles was like kind of getting like darker right now. You know, like Future Shark is is that kind of a darker Archie story? Yeah, or? yeah, that's like the the turning point of that series, really. Yeah, yeah, like so much of turtles is getting darker, but yet like you know in the movie, like on the big screen, it was like going full, kind of like full secret of the use. But I don't know, like uh, yeah, yeah. It was this. <laughs> I mean, all right, but yeah. So, th- so that's kind of the uh, the background of the movie. Um, it was originally um, part of the New Line Cinema trilogy, which is kind of what I want to call it because New Line Cinema like did these three movies together. Um, so, written uh, and directed by Stuart Gilliard. Um, you know, the, <laughs> he kind of he's kind of the one to blame for everything, and depending on if you like it or not. Um, yeah. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> Time to tell a story. Uh, so, yeah. So if you guys listen to our Secret of the Use episode uh, where we kind of had a rapid fire uh, recap, we thought that was fun. We're going to do it again. Yeah. So I've got a timer here. I'm going to put one minute on the clock. Spencer, you're up first. You ready? Yeah. I, I Yeah. I, I Got to warm I, up. Uh... Got to warm up. <clears throat> Get the squats in. I'll start when you start. Okay. On your mark. Get set. A go. So, back in Japan, ancient, you know, feudal Japan, we have uh, this guy uh, getting chased by samurai on horseback. Eventually, they, uh, a lady emerges and sees it happen. The samurai do capture the guy, though, uh, and it turns out he's a prince named Kenshin. And uh, this girl is his love interest. In the present, right now, April O'Neil is coming and uh, seeing her turtle brother, well, her turtle friends, uh, and is giving them some stuff she got from a flea market because she's going to go on vacation. Because for some reason, you give people souvenirs before you go on vacation. Anyway, oh man, I'm I'm doing horrible job rapid firing this. I'm really trying to, yeah, okay, ten seconds uh she gives michelangelo a lamp and anyway she gives him a bunch of random items but the important item is this three magical two, like lamp thing one it's like what the lamp lighter is holding but that's a very obscure character all right keep go next okay uh let's see uh she has a uh she thinks it's an egg timer it's like this old timey lamp looking thing uh she gives it as a gift to splinter but while she's holding it uh she transports and switches places with Kinshin back in uh, ancient Japan. So now Kinshin's in the in present time with the turtles. Uh, they're kind of freaking out. Um, Michelangelo thinks he's offering him cappuccino. But uh, back in ancient Japan, uh, all the people think that April's a witch. Uh, they destroy her Walkman. Um, Donatello figures out that it's a mass transfer thing. Like they have to be the same weight to go back in time. So. Somehow Splinter knows that like a bunch of priests are going to be holding on to the staff and the turtles hold on to it and they go back in time and switch places. But instead of being the priests, 
it's four different warriors who are on four different horses that were also holding the staff at the same time somehow um the turtles fall off the horses um and that is my time mike you're up when the turtles arrive uh michelangelo fo- immediately falls off his horse uh as the turtles also fall off their horses because they're transported in the middle of a battle uh outlaws kidnap michelangelo and steal the scepter unknown to the other turtles as they were all separated in the battle the others decide that they have to go after april first people will mistake them for the honor guards because that's who they t- uh, traded places with but they're imprisoned after following uh walker who is the uh the big bad of the movie. He's an English, uh, English arms dealer who's uh, started an op- uh, opening trade with Japan. Um, so that explains why everybody in Japan can speak English all of a sudden uh, because of Walker. In the present day, Kenshin is getting worried um, because they haven't uh, they haven't made any contact and it's time is passing. Uh, Casey has come to. Uh, you know, watch Splinter while uh, all of this was going down, you know, just in case everybody went crazy. Mike, you're done. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, there there were, you know, Kenshin's worried about all that, but, you know, everything's fine. Casey's now, you know, able to distract them all by teaching them how to play hockey and all that jazz. Uh, Meanwhile, back in ancient Japan, um, the turtles are wandering around the fortress trying to find April, and they eventually find themselves down in the dungeon where April's at and are able to set her free along with this other guy called Wit who they've had thrown in the dungeon as well, who's an Englishman. Uh, they break April free and fight a lot and eventually end up jumping down through a a thing in the ground, some sort of sewer or something where they dump all their garbage and they escape. And then when they're out in the woods, they end up meeting the honor guard, not the honor guard. Sorry, they people think they're the honor guard. And so it's actually the rebels that are attacking the Japanese soldiers three that two, uh, end up seeing one. them. You're done. Uh, so, yeah, they um, what they get attacked at a river. They get taken back to this village. Uh, it's, it happens to be the same village that Michelangelo is at. So the turtles are back together again. Uh, but they've lost the scepter from earlier. Um Norinaga's people attack, uh, a, a barn goes on fire, and Michelangelo has to save this kid, Yoshi. Uh, uh, man, what happens after that? They try and do a, a whole bunch of other stuff. They try to learn how to ride horses. Uh, they try to build a new scepter, and Michelangelo breaks it immediately. Um, ba, ba, ba. Man, what happens after that? I think there's more stuff going on with Walker right now. And uh, yeah, he's like trying to for time. <laughs> yes, I am totally. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah. Uh, All right, tag, tag. Yeah, I'm way, well off. Okay, go, Mike. Back in the castle, Norinaga is uh, trying to arrange a lot of arms deals. Uh, trying, trying unsuccessfully until finally, Lord Norinaga accepts the deal to buy cannons uh, because he just has to take out these rebels. Because the whole time, Lord Norinaga doesn't know what happened to his son. He thinks that the rebels are the ones who stole him. So back in the village, uh, the turtles tried building their scepter. Uh, it did not work um, because of reasons. Uh, Michelangelo did break it by accident. Uh, as they prepared to go fight uh, Lord Norinaga and his army, uh, Raph has a heart-to-heart with Yoshi, the young kid that Michelangelo saved, when Mike, uh, Re- Yoshi reveals to him that they've had the scepter the entire time, having uh, put it away when they kidnapped Mikey earlier. 
So the turtles are mad because of the secrets that were kept from him. But Lord Noronaga, uh, 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 Wit, who was, who is mysteriously Three, looks like two, Casey, kidnaps one. Mitsu and takes her back to the castle. Tag. So yeah, he takes and kidnaps Mitsu, and he also takes the staff with him, I believe, uh, the the time scepter. Uh, so he goes all the way back to the castle. The rebels decide that they need to attack now, and the turtles are going to help him. And or maybe the turtles are no frick. I didn't. Oh, it's been so long since I watched this movie. It was last week. Oh. The point is, is the turtles they go and attack the fortress. And they sneak in, and I'm totally ruining this. <laughs> Do a <I> tag? <laughs> yeah, tag me out. I'm gonna okay. make it hard All right. for you guys to film. Uh, let's see. So uh, the turtles they get to the fortress. Uh, they save April. Uh, a duel happens between Leonardo and the daimyo Norinaga. Uh, Leo wins the duel, and he uh, drops a bell on Norinaga, trapping him inside of it. Then uh, Walker surrounds the turtles, and he's about to shoot them. Uh, but Leo bluffs. He's like, yeah, well, we're uh, demons and your bullets will just bounce off of us and, and kill your guys. And the guys are like, well, now we don't want to shoot him. But Walker's like, oh, yeah, well, I have a cannon. So he, he shoots the cannon at Leo. But Leo's a turtle, so he ducks his head into a shell, you know. And the, the, the cannonball goes over his head and it hits the bell. Uh, uh, and it kind of blows up the top, which exposes Norinaga. And he's all, like, covered in soot like a cartoon character. Um then they start chasing uh, Walker. Uh, Walker is distracted by uh, trying to bring his finches along with him as he climbs to the top of this tower. Um, Three, two, uh, one. Tag out. Yep. So as Lord Noronaga has the standoff with the turtles on top of the tower, at, he sets his birds down so he, nothing will happen to them. Wit decides to double cross Walker at the last second, lighting or cutting a rope to the crane that he's uh, hanging on to, which causes uh, him to fall. As he falls down into the water, he has a big no. So then the turtles, uh, everybody's happy again, but now everything has to be decided. Are the turtles going back? Michelangelo developed a crush on Mitsu. He wants to stay. Raph, because at the beginning of the movie, was disappointed that nobody knows that they're alive down in the sewer, even after everything they've done for the city, uh, also wants to stay. Leo also briefly considers it. Donatello and April are the only ones who want to go back. However, Leo has uh, comes to his senses, convinces him and Raph that they need to go back. Michelangelo, unfortunately, you know, has to have that heart-to-heart with Mitsu. Unfortunately, She's in love with another Two, another man. One. Tag. So anyway, Mikey, last second, as everyone is going to be transported back to the time where they belong, hurry and grabs on and goes back to back and back to the future, back to the present. Gotta go back in time <laughs> with everyone. And you know, the prince is able to go back along with the honor guard. The prince has a romantic moment with Mitsu where they kiss each other. Uh, you know, so obviously everyone's living happily ever after there, except for Walker, who was, yeah, sleeping with the fishes. Um, back in the in the present with uh, the turtles, Michelangelo's really depressed about uh, not being able to be out in the open and around people like he was before. And so then Splinter, being the great father that he is, does another funny and puts the lampshade that April gave him on his head and does like an Elvis impersonation and makes Mikey laugh and, and everyone's happy. 
time. The end. The end. Woo. <laughs> All right, everyone, let it. us know who did the best job by tweeting to us or hitting us up on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I did the worst. I totally fouled that up. See, the problem <laughs> is, is I watched it like last week because, anyway, because changing of plans and everything and also not subjecting my wife to watching this movie because <laughs> she has zero interest in doing it. And so, you know, that's what I, I found. Was, I have a small summary up and I'm pretty sure I like jumped around in the middle of it and then couldn't figure out where the heck I was. <laughs> exactly. That's what happened to me too. I was like, crap, where am I? And I was like yeah. looking all over and couldn't figure it out. I did that all from memory. Nice. Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> I had a guide, but I did it mostly from memory. That's good. Go. I, I, this so guys, a- that was a, that was a wild ride. Yeah. It's only the second time I've watched this movie. So, oh, so it sounds like this was your second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. That's probably the best segue we're never going to have. Didn't, didn't plan that. So, thank you. So off the bat, because this, this is what I wanted to talk about at the beginning. Uh, so originally, I mean, I've always kind of liked this movie. Um, specifically because when I was younger, like, and I didn't know much about, you know, the Mirage and stuff like that. Um, I liked it a lot because it was the only movie that did anything different. Like, it's really the only one that doesn't focus on Shredder or the foot. It still is the only one that doesn't really focus on Shredder or the foot. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not even mentioned in this movie. So it's always stuck out for that reason. However, since being on this podcast and doing more of the research that I've done and um, especially reading Mirage, I've come to appreciate this movie so much more um, because it is very much an adaptation of the Mask trilogy from Mirage. Uh, it's a very loose adaptation. It's a, it's a loose adaptation. Very loose. But, but, it, but, it, but it is an adaptation of it. I... It's it's a it's a cross between that and um, turtles take time. Man, I I don't know if it's an adaptation of masks because I had like show in. Uh, no, I mean what, right. Tori showed up right, and, and Renette's not in it. It's 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 an adaptation of it in the sense that like they adapted it to fit in this universe without having to explain showed or Renette or anything like that. So the same way like. Fargo is based on true events because Fargo is a city. No, I mean because <laughs> no, because I mean there there are there are like the ideas like the turtles going back in time and you know dressing up as warriors and stuff like that. Like there there are definitely elements. Like they're in the, it's it's heavily influenced. Then if if you don't want to if you don't like the word adaptation, it's heavily influenced. It, it's definitely influenced. I would okay. say that. And this come and this comes from uh, the Turtle Power documentary um, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. How it's on Paramount Plus now. Um, mm-hmm. There's that. There's a spot in there, and I I'm glad I I'm glad I watched it recently, um, where Kevin and Peter said they were specifically trying to get movie three to be more like the first one and the comics. Mm-hmm. And I really knowing that, knowing what I know now, I really believe that this is very close to not all of the Mirage comics. Cause like, everyone's like, Oh, the first movie is, you know, Oh, the first movie is an adaptation of the, of the first couple of, of the first issue or so, which yes, it is. So that is the most true to book kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
this is true to the tone of Mirage, I think. Mm. Not all not all of Mirage, but I think this is true to the tone set up in Mirage with cartoon elements. Having having watched it again, I don't know. Like there's, there's so much of that like wet willy kind of jokes. That's the cartoon. Uh, that's the cartoon stuff. And there's a lot of the cartoon. But you have but you have like the existential crisis of like Mikey and and Raph like wanting yeah. to stay behind and. Yep. Those are, yes, those are Mirage elements. And I'd say the plot itself, like the general plot feels like it could be from the Mirage comics. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like it's heavily influenced by ele- by elements of that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think this movie is a lot, like I know why this movie gets a bad rap. Like the costumes are not as good as the first mm-hmm. ones. I think they're, I think they are more, they are more expressive but they are not as good as far as like the animatronics and the mouth work. Like it's very jagged compared to the other movies. But I also think it's because this was shot differently. Because mm. the, the, way, the way the puppeting animation works is you shoot at a lower frame rate. Or sorry, you shoot at a faster uh, frame rate. But the movement is slower. So that when you speed this up, it like kind of balances it out and makes it look natural. Cause if you look at like the actual animation, like the behind the scenes stuff, like the mouths move pretty slowly. So, so they is, have to shoot. Go ahead. Is that part of why like puppet eyes always seem to like just move so fast and like snap into place? Kind like, of, um, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it's, it, it's a technique of shooting it in, in the camera in a certain way so that when you play it back, it moves at a more natural speed. Mm-hmm. And like, it's very evident when like the turtles are talking, um, a great example of this, uh, in fact, quarter crew over on YouTube, they, they do special effects breakdowns every week, like best CGI and stuff like that. They actually covered the first turtles movie a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. I think, uh, I think Adam Savage was also on that episode and they talked about the first turtles movie and, um, what I'm talking about with the frame rate playback. Interesting. So the so what I'm talking about though is the um, I don't know how much of the frame rate like how much of the frame rate shooting they did on this movie because of the because of how snappy the animation the animatronics are. Mm. That makes sense. It, it's yeah, it's it's one of those weird things like I think about you know having been a puppeteer and stuff like that. So. One thing I noticed about uh, the suits themselves, like Mikey finally has holsters for his nunchucks instead of just like putting them in his belt. And then Raphael's face still has the scar from the first movie. Like they've kept that on all three movies, which I thought was a cool little detail. Yeah, that's way neat that they've done that. Um, Another thing is that the Time Scepter looks a lot like Renette's Time Scepter from the comics. Uh, You know, I I remember having... uh, this guy I was talking about the movies with, you know, that grew up watching them. That wasn't you guys. Uh. <laughs> but uh, he, he it said wasn't that, us. It wasn't you guys. Yeah. You talked to other people. Yeah. It's a guy I used to work with one of my managers. Uh, uh, sorry. I just wanted to point out Mikey actually has the holsters in secret of the use. Does he really? He does. Oh, I never noticed. Huh? But anyway, this guy, you know, pretty much says like until the stupid time travel movie. You know, like there's people that I think sometimes like blame the fact that this movie does time travel as to why it's bad 
or like is a negative, but I do not think that that is it's definitely not a foreign concept for the turtles. Like they literally travel in time and almost no, they they travel in time in every iter- in every iteration they do, except for maybe Rise. But Rise was only like two seasons long. I yeah, seen- like they they didn't get a chance to do time travel. Mm-hmm. They did well. Mm, they did time travel, but it was uh, it was in the finale, and it was a certain way they did it. Well, okay. Well, time travel. I mean, it was well, yeah. So, but, so so they do time travel in everyone. My point is, is time travel is baked into the turtles. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. It honestly they is. Didn't leave it. That's what that's what that's what I'm saying. Like this movie's got the DNA of like everything of turtles in it. Like this is, it's not a bad turtles movie. It's not, it's not the greatest one, but having rewatched it and have like being able to like dissect it, um, I honestly I rank it a lot higher than I used to. Um, like my ranking used to be you know the first movie out of the shadows and then like maybe Secret of the Ooze. This is this is gonna be number two now. To be honest, hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I think you're just a contrarian. I'm gonna be honest, you know, and uh, you know I get that a lot. Whatever, um, but it's you know I don't know. I try to find like joy in, in a lot of this stuff, yeah. Um, especially because like doing the research, you get more of a you get more of an idea like why they make the choices that they do and. It makes sense. So speaking of the choices they made, um, this is obviously not Jim Henson's suits, right? It's all effects company. And I found a quote from Brian Henson about why that was, why they, why they went with them instead of Henson. It's from the TMNT ultimate visual history. This is the quote. Uh, It was all about budget says Henson. Mm -hmm. They were, that was always a concern with golden harvest. The second movie they wanted to pump more money in, but it was, by bringing in musical artists and stuff like that, it became less and less creative. By the third one, the Henson Creature Shop was in London, and they, Golden Harvest, were now committed to making movies in America. So it was a cost-saving exercise. So that's the only reason it's a different company, is because Creature Shop was in London, they wanted to make the movie in America. There you go. Hmm. My final memory that I just like had unlocked in this movie, this is kind of almost like our, uh, our, the whole rapture, like sidetrack thing that we had last week where you like, you'd said like, I'd seen this picture before. Mm. Yeah. Tarzan boy. Yes. yes. I was like, I have heard this somewhere before. And I remembered so- that it was in a commercial for some show on PBS kids. Oh, but I can't remember which show it was for. It was either Arthur or curious George. Not probably sure. probably curious george that just seems like more of yeah, a, seems like a natural thing thematically for sure but i think i also remember this not making sense thematically <laughs> so i remember uh so i this this movie i think is the only turtles movie i have not seen in theaters um so the first time i got to see it was on vhs and i can't remember if my grandparents bought it for me or if they rented it but i know um i think they bought it for me because i think i think the copy i had for years was um the one they got me but i just remember watching it at their house for the first time and just kind of being like oh okay um like and 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 enjoying it on like a it's a turtles movie kind of kind of level um i think I, i was seven at the time when this movie came out um probably eight when the vhs came out so I also was kind of almost 
on my way out. Like I was already out of the show at that point, but I was still playing like with the action figures. Um, but yeah, if I could, I, I would have liked to see this in the movie theater. Um, some kind of fun things. Apparently there was a banner on set with Usagi Ujimbo on it. Huh. Interesting. Um, I wonder why. Uh, so there was a rumor that uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but there was a rumor that they did want Usagi in this movie. Oh, that would have been cool. It would have been cool, but it it's a lot to explain to people. Because, <laughs> right. you know, because Usagi it, lives in a world of anthropomorphic animals. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, he, you know, he's from a world of anthropomorphic animals. And then also you have like, he was only in two episodes of the cartoon so it's like most people knew him from his action figure mm-hmm. yeah well and like, like you know if renette was already too much for this movie right <laughs> usagi definitely would have been way too well i mean usagi like i said usagi at least had two episodes and an action figure renette is a comic only character yeah so it's like but but, but you're right like renette is just so hard to explain to people you know, and they they didn't they, you know they thought kids were stupid back then. Yeah, you know? nowadays it'd be easy. Just be like, it's a, like nowadays, she's a time now, mistress. I feel right? like yeah, like I feel like nowadays Doctor Who stuff, right? Exactly. I feel like nowadays it's a lot easier to get away with like those kind of um, like stories about you know time travel and stuff. Kids mm-hmm. just get it. And they're like, oh, okay, it's a time travel, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I guess I got some notes here. Uh, y'all notice that Corey Feldman's back, right? Yes. Yeah. So, for the first movie, he did that voice for only fifteen hundred bucks. For this movie, he was also paid fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> so yeah, so Corey Feldman, um, unfortunately, was uh, in rehab at the time. He, you know, was coming out of his drug phase, so he wasn't available to do the second movie. They probably also didn't ask him to do it. Um, but by movie three, he was better and was able to come back for it. And I like this performance a lot. Um, I still think Adam Carl in Sacred to the Use is a better Donatello, but I really like this performance. Yeah. We also get uh, the return of Brian Tochi and Robbie Rist. Uh, that's Leonardo and Michelangelo's voice. And they're well, the Robbie only... Rist has been in all three movies. So is Brian Tochi. They're the only two. So Brian Tochi wasn't in the first movie. He's in two and three. Michael Sisti did the first movie. Hmm. Did you do the voice? I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel real silly. Okay. While you're saying that, or we're looking that up, um, in the credits, Robbie Rist has an all rights reserved logo after his name. I don't know what that's about, but Robbie, if you're listening to this, if you let me know, I am friends I'm, with I'm him curious. on Facebook. Actually, really, um, I should. I should ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean he could like sue me if I named my child Robbie Wrist? Like... Well, I mean he's he's also in a band. Um, ah, so uh, I mean he, he's a musician. So okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Michelin Sisti, who was a puppeteer in the first movie. Hang on, I know Brian Tochi wasn't in all three of them. All right, fine, you're right. He's in all three. Yes. <laughs> Because say I didn't make that up. I'm pretty sure. No, you're somewhere. right. You're right. He's in all three. He was in all three. Awesome. Leave it in. Leave it all in. Right. I'm, all right. I'm all good right. enough to own my mistakes. Um, there were like the other movies. There were comic adaptations. There's two this time. Uh, just a regular newsstand version and a prestige version. Uh, not a lot of difference between the script and 
in the movie. Like I had mentioned before, there's a manga. There is there is some differences. There there there's different. Um, uh, there's there's lines that are cut, um, presumably you know to fit it on the page. But then like there's also like little things that like happen differently. Like uh, yeah, there's a subplot with like Donatello needs to find the watch so they can keep track of time because they're gonna like touch the staff every twelve hours or whatever. Yeah, which like april is in the movie is wearing a rolex she's wearing like a gold watch yeah now so did did you notice that she loses it in at the end of the so last fight and then it just doesn't matter i had to go i had to go back (laughs) after i read the comic and i was like oh because i because i remember distinctly seeing the watch yeah she points it out to a guard in the um did she she point it out to a guard in the movie or didn't in the movie she does Yeah. yeah Yeah, the yeah, she tries to sell it to him to get free. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah, so it's like it's like weird that like it was there and then also like just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the comic was most likely based off of like an earlier draft, which yeah. that happens a lot with adaptations. Like they're based on a draft of a script and then it's not necessarily the final one that the movie's made with. Mm-hmm. The only so, other big difference I noticed is at the end that Mikey recommends the turtles send one of the statues that's in the room back instead of him because it's the same weight, which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. But I mean, kind of, but yeah, but it, but it is kind of weird that like they don't address that in the movie. Um, yeah, which I'll get into that. Yeah. Um, um, hey, if you're a follower of continuity, I firmly believe the next thing after this movie is the next mutation. You notice at the end of this that Michelangelo gets rid of his nunchucks and next mutation, he doesn't have nunchucks, he has Tonfa. He only he only gets rid of one, but yeah, you're right. Like I honestly I believe that next mutation is in continuity with this. Yeah. Um and the 2007 movie is kind of also, but not I don't I think that's less of a connection to this movie. Yeah. That's more um, like an amalgamated universe kind of thing. Yeah, kind of um yeah, it, it, it's 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 an amalgamated universe because like the scepter we see is destroyed at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. and then like it's pristine into the, in the two thousand seven movie. Right. So I think this is more of an Easter egg than an actual like continuation. Continuation. Yeah, we got two more bits here, one for each of you. So Mike, the director of this movie, also did Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes, a movie I know you love. Uh, I love The Rocketeer. Very. Oh, close. shoot. Oh, Very man. Close. I, I was so happy. I appreciate I so happy. you thinking of me. Oh, my God. Uh, however, That's my the first handle time is I've It's The that. Rocketeer, not It's The Rocket Man. Uh, so is, is Rocket Man the, the movie by Lowton John? Is that what that one was called? <laughs> so Rocket Man uh, is a comedy movie. Um, I can't remember the actor, but he was like in everything for a couple years there. In the in like the late nineties, he was like the and, rock of the late nineties. Uh, not as not nearly as charming. Okay. Um, but he he was kind of in everything in the late nineties, and like he he was in like every comedy movie. Um, and it, I don't know, I never wound up seeing it. I just remember the commercials and just kind of being like, all right, whatever. Harlan Williams is the guy. Man, was I was it? so like when I saw <laughs> the name or the movie title, I was like, ah, Mike's gonna bring that up. And I was surprised he didn't. Dang. I I'm sorry. I it was my fault. I had to do my research. <laughs> uh, for Spencer, I know you're a fan of the Super Nintendo version of Tournament Fighters. Yeah. Did you know that the character Asuka was originally named Mitsu? 
I did. I did yeah. watch that YouTube video on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it uh so if you guys have played that, there's uh she's only in the Super Nintendo version. Um and it is she's a you know a martial artist, you know, kind of chun li uh character. Um and in the game final game, she her name is Asuka, but in the the rumor is that the history that she was originally supposed to be Mitsu from this movie. Well, the thing is, it was a rumor, and then they actually straight up like went back or like found a past copy or like went back in the code and found that it was it actually is supposed to be Mitsu. Oh, okay. So there's like a beta version that surfaced. Oh, yeah. it, the word is I think speculation. I'm not sure if this part is fact, but they didn't want it tied to this movie that was a failure. And, you know, since there's so much negative sentiment towards the movie, and so they turned it I mean, into pasta. And, and, so, and so that's the thing. Um, that's, why, that's why I don't believe that. Because, like I said at the top, this movie did turn a profit. It was the least profitable. But this movie wasn't a bomb mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, you know, it lost money. Yeah. You know, it, made, it made double its budget. So I don't think so. I don't I don't. The, the and as far as the reviews go, like every Turtles movie reviews badly, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. This movie may have rate you know rated the lowest, but also you know it came out like I said at the end at the tail end of Turtle Mania, so everyone was fatigued with Turtles at this point. So yeah. I don't know. I I believe the Mitsu thing, um, especially now that you pointed out that beta copy. I don't know if I believe it was to disassociate themselves with this movie. Yeah. I, I, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Do you, do you know what that video is, Keith, perchance? Uh, I didn't find it in the video. So no, oh. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> oh, awkward. So if you're, if you're that guy who made that video on YouTube, let us know at Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram. So you can, because I, I can't remember. So Tournament Fighters comes out later in 93. When does it come out? Is there enough time between? You know, it'd be interesting if like Tournament Fighters was like still on like the pro gaming circuit, like on like at Evo. Do you guys who don't know, Evo is like the Super Bowl kind of thing of fighting games. They so there is a Tournament Fighters. I don't think there's anything at Evo, but there is at a combo breaker. They had it for a year. So there actually is some tournament level fighting tournament <laughs> tournament level tournament fighters. Yes, that you yeah. can see on a on the internet if you look it up. All right. Combo breaker. They actually even have like a a modded version that they play. So I know that they only have so many stages and do things to get rid of lag, but they also make it so you can change the skins of your character in it, which is really, really cool. That is that is cool. Yeah. So you can go like black and white with red headbands or just a red headband for the turtles. Uh, they have some different color schemes and stuff for, for the shredder and others. It's it's really, really neat. So Tournament of Fires is released in September of 93. So there presumably was enough time for them to just recode the character's name. So it's possible it was uh, intentional because of this movie. Yeah, I know. I'd have to find it, uh, find this YouTube video again and Maybe maybe I'll take some time to do it and just like insert myself in here and edit it out so that I can tell you where it is because I feel bad for not uh, setting this guy's very very informative video on Oscar. <laughs> really good. 
Hey there, Future Spencer, cutting in again uh, to let you know that I could not find that video that I'm talking about. Uh, I did Google Mitsu tournament fighters, and there are websites that also say that it was to distance themselves from the negative reception of that movie. Uh, you can look into those yourself if you want, but that's that's about all. All right. Back to the podcast. Which I brought it up um, a long time ago with uh, the Shredder's Revenge thing because uh, with that re- with the April reveal, she was doing like Oscar's butt bump, yeah, in the video, and then like one of the artists was like, "No, it is a happy coincidence, though." In my heart, it'll always be Oscar's butt bump. Yes. It will. Uh, another little note: uh, apparently, the working title for this movie was a feudal fable. So working titles aren't necessarily the final titles, so I'm kind of glad that that got nipped in the bud there. Yeah, um, because it's not a fable; like it happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it it is kind of weird that they that there is a fable in the movie, though. Oh, true. That's right. Because like the with there's the, like a legend that they'll come destroy well, the daimyo or something, right? Well, it wasn't a legend. It was it was history. Because uh, that's what uh, so in the movie there's a uh, there's a scroll with four kappa on it, uh, you know, and Lord Norinaga is looking at it with Walker, and he tells him, you, Nor- Walker's like, why are you so worried about this? And Norinaga's like, he rolls it out, and he's like, this is a scroll of like the Battle of a Thousand Swords, and. Uh, the four demons defeated my ancestor. And then also Mitsu, when the turtles see the scroll, explains it to them too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's historical fact for them. It's like, uh, uh. Does that imply that there are, you know, actual Kappa out there that look like the turtles? Or maybe just the turtles from another universe were transported there through time. Like Renette <laughs> Could be. defeated his ancestors. You know what? It, it, yeah. That's that's turtles uh, take time. Yeah, you know that's that's Renette time hopping them over into that <laughs> yeah. and back into the universe of this one. Um, it, it is kind of weird because, like, as I was doing my research on that, um, apparently there was a rumor that there was going to be a sequel where it did establish that the turtles were the ones in the scroll. Hmm. I don't. I don't believe that. Um, as far as I could tell, it was just a rumor. Yeah. Because I think I think two time travel movies in a row is, is a lot. Well, then they would have to explain too, like why why didn't they just switch spots with themselves? Because they weigh the same. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Unless unless Renette came in the <laughs> in the next one and was like, "Hey, my time scepter." Yeah, it's weird that they chose to keep keep the time scepter and lose like everything around the time scepter they they made the time scepter more magical in this one than like renette's is like you know it 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 looks like this but more of a staff but hers like looks more technological and it sometimes it's sentient also yeah and sometimes it's sentient like whereas this is you know this looks like literally a japanese egg timer like it's supposed to be mystical cool well any other like notes before we dive into what we didn't like about this movie so I was trying to find like shooting locations for this. And because like sometimes like sometimes I feel like they're on 
location like in japan and then most of the time i'm like those are california hills pretty sure it was in oregon i don't remember where so, where I read so west that. coast but yeah yeah because like the the village is definitely not in japan well and like i said they were trying to save money by filming in america so yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure it was oregon though probably didn't uh, so, location so one thing and uh i think i think i've heard this rumor too about the movie is how like they're they wanted to tie it into like masks where they're like the turtles accidentally like find like found the foot clan kind of thing which would have been neat but i don't think the foot clan was ever like we know the foot soldiers but it's like i think a lot of people forget like how old the foot clan is in the movies Mm mm-hmm and so, like, I th- well, I think that that would have been a reference that just kind of got lost on people because, like, I think I think by the second movie, a lot of people forget that Shredder's real name is Orokusaki. Well, even then, like in 1990, Shredder shows up. He's got Tatsu with him, but as far as we know, all of his ninjas are just teenage kids, kids. Yeah, recruited from yeah. the streets. So, like, the Foot Clan is like brand new. He's forming it in that show. Like, like the Foot Clan is not is not really very comic book accurate as far as portrayal goes in in those movies but but yeah like like as far as far as we know yeah yeah uh but yeah i think that is it for everything that i've got um i guess it's time to talk about the news (laughs) (laughs) let's get those anchovies out no anchovies you put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble okay i can't let you know all right so my first thing is there's something really unsettling about the splinter puppet in this one like (laughs) it's it's easily the hardest thing to look at yeah and in fact when my wife and i were watching it last night we were like she's immediately she's like that's hideous i can't look at that yeah my wife was in the room and she said i can't believe they try to make the turtles look cuter every movie but splinter looks uglier every movie <laughs> i think no i think i think secret of the use splinter looks the best out of all out of all three of them but my wife was like there's only one splinter she can look at without like gagging and that is the um 2012 splinter hmm. yeah I mean, I really don't have any, like, this is one of my other things where it's like, I kind of prefer animation for the turtles, like over live action is like Mm. a mutant red is just always so much more palatable when it's drawn or animated in my opinion (laughs) than, uh, (laughs) than when it looks realistic in live action. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a certain moment in that opening scene where he like, where he like first pokes up and he like looks over with his eyes where his eyes just do that super creepy puppet thing where they just like (laughs) they just rotate on an axis on an axis yeah yeah Yeah, it just like sends you straight into that uncanny valley type area the thing is is you know like practical effects like they definitely you know look good a lot of times but there is something to be said about having some cgi eyes right on your puppets like on your on your practical effects like i've noticed that watching like the book of bubba fett lately with like the trandoshans and stuff that they have in there those are the the dinosaur aliens with like the lizard heads for people who 
don't know what a trend ocean is, but they're, they're sitting at the table and they've got like CGI eyes, but their bodies are practical effects and they're the rest of their faces. Like it, it really helps to make things feel a little bit more alive. Also Splinter's voice is really bad too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's definitely, it's not Kevin clash. It's, uh, it's, it's so, it's, it's horribly offensive. Yeah. And, and we've, we've talked about it before. It's, it's, it's always it's not a traditionally Japanese person playing a Japanese person, kind of. So, yeah, I think the turtles look awful too, and we can harp on that all day. Here's here's the thing that really gets me though is like there are like four servos in that head. It feels like, and they move so fast that every mm. time the turtles talk, their entire head shakes. So that's what, was, that's what I was saying at the beginning, like how Awful. how the animatronics in these heads, like there's the movement is so jagged because they 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 just go to an open closed position. They don't they don't have like settings where they can kind of like you know slowly go back and forth. Right. So it's it's it it is very off putting to watch them talk because it's it's so. because like the way they're talking like their their faces are moving so hard and so fast that that you're kind of like i can't look at that however they are some of the most expressive turtles like the eyes in these ones are probably the best like with the eyebrows Mm -hmm. just just in how like in, in how they're able to emote and like how quickly like the face can go from like a smile to a frown i think that I think that's a good achievement for these. Um, but yeah, I think what I don't, what I don't like too, is like these one, these suits feel like rubber suits more, more so than the others. Oh um, yeah. And it has, it has to do a lot with the lighting. Like this movie is so bright. They look like their arms are like just wrapped in like PVC pipe. that has been spray painted green. Like it's so smooth and shiny. Yeah. Like the turtles are very smooth and very shiny and their spots are very prominent. Um, and it's, it's a little off putting because, because of that. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the lighting because the first two movies have such a muted, um, muted lighting like palette especially the first movie like the first movie's blurry as heck mm-hmm. and then when you get to this movie like it feels like this movie's like the first one shot in hd because like it is so bright yeah which i think is half the reason why when you see promotional movies for like the ninja turtles trilogy they use pictures of these turtles because i think these are the only ones that were captured in hd because mm-hmm. like there are good photos of the other ones but they're all blurry you know bad you know camera yeah, yeah. so i i don't this is going to make a lot of people who really love these movies and love puppets upset. But for okay, me, hang on, hang on. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for this. Steal your, steal your heart, Mike. I'm, st- I'm stealing myself. <laughs> me, there is not that much of a difference between these and the other suits as far as like how realistic they look. I get uh, something that bothers me. Okay. That does actually, that doesn't offend me at all. Okay. Um, like, like, I don't know for me, like all puppets kind of look like that. And they all kind of feel like that to me, whatever. And, I see. and that's fair. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because to, yeah, because to a lot of people that is it, like my wife is the same way, you know, she, she doesn't notice like a lot of differences between, you know, between the turtles like that, you know, mm-hmm. but she's also not obsessive like me. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, so I don't expect her to. Mm. And so, yeah, for like for a lot of people like that just want to watch Turtles, like this is fine. Like, but it, it's the people that are like, oh, these these are the worst suits. And it's like, well, I mean, technically, yes, but also technically, no. You know, like they're just puppet suits. Yeah. You know, they're just they're just puppet suits with a different budget. Yeah, but so it gets just kind of for reference for me, like all puppets and practical effects kind of sit in that realm for me when people like complain about it in the 90s movies. That's kind of the way I feel about a lot of puppets. Like I can always look at them and tell that it's a puppet. Yeah. And so, you know, like to me, it's it's just as... You mean like, Yoda doesn't fool you? <laughs> no. But like, that's the thing though, is like, CGI and puppets aren't any more realistic one than the other for me. And like, I have ideas of why that is and why that works that way. And I think a lot of it has to do with like what you accept as a child. And when you, when you look at it and also like, I don't know, there's a part of me that kind of gets tired of people bagging on the work that CGI people do when like, that is also a lot of hard work and a lot of, a lot of stuff that they do there. It's just done differently. And not necessarily like with your bare hands. You know, that's a, that's a great way to put it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's, it's all hard work. Yeah. You know, and I I can't tell if I said this last week, um, but like, there's no, there's no mistakes when you're creating something like, especially like big budget things like this, like you're creating to your budget. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what they did here. They created to their budget. Just unfortunately this budget, wasn't that big i think this budget is technically bigger than the first two movies huh. uh, i need i need hang on i need to substantiate that because i just blurted that out yeah uh, i've got it written down here the first movie oh, was uh 13.5 million the second so you, one was 25 million budget this okay. budget was 21 million okay so see like it's it's more than the first one but less than the second one but i think you know I think that goes to say too, like, you know, the first, the first one was shot in the, uh, was shot in the U S it was like North Carolina. Yeah. But it's mostly in dark on like, you know, two or three sets and then like the farmhouse. Yeah. This like, this is on location. And also like this movie has probably the most extras like with like on film, like for the turtles movies. You know, because you have the you have the entire village, you have the army. Granted, a lot of them were probably like the same person, like in just different clothes. Right. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like they they there's more faces here. And then when there's more faces, that means you've got to pay more money for those faces. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Guys, I have like a page worth of anchovies. All right, keep going. Fire them do we, off. Do you want to just? Uh, I'm just gonna rapid fire them. All right. Yeah, right. one minute. Go. All right. How do you get from Kappa to Cappuccino? That's a stupid joke. We go from Shredder to Super Shredder to some British guy tan like beef jerky. Every turtle has to have the last line. It's so insufferable. And so much of this movie is just them growling at their enemies. The time travel things based on weight. That's weird. How did Splinter know that there were going to be four priests holding the scepter? How could he have possibly known that? When they go to the past, it's four warriors who are all holding the scepter and on four different horses, and one of them was apparently backwards. They mentioned that uh, the British occupied part of Japan, so that's why everyone speaks English, which makes sense. But how come the four people that come to the present don't speak English? 
it's based on weight. Why does a scepter work when only three of the four turtles and warriors are holding it? At the end, the turtles are back in the present. And they're like, hey, that guy's got the scepter. Get him. But if anybody should be holding the scepter, it's him because he weighs the same as Michelangelo. When they go back in time, what do they do? Do they like fight dinosaurs or meet prehistoric man and learn some secret related to their old enemy, the Foot Clan, which is all things they've done when they've gone back in the past in the comics? No, they just do a terrible job riding horses for some reason and destroy a scepter they just pay, paid a blacksmith to make all while waiting around to do nothing. Uh, everything they do in the past could have been done in modern times. They save a guy from a burning building, could have been done in modern times. They ride a horse, could have been done in modern, modern times. Why does Mikey love Mitsu? They're only like in the same scene three times. The only thing they say to each other is like he accuses her of hiding the scepter, right? Yoshi did not have a temper problem. He was running around playing swords with his friends and he was accosted by a turtle who tried to give him life lessons. Uh, they don't elaborate on the nature thing at all. Raph's just like, hey, this stream is nice. And then they're just like, okay, go away. It's really, it's like they threw like everything we haven't done into this movie and wrote two lines for it. Uh, what's the deal with them building the new time scepter and why couldn't they just build another one? Uh, that part where Splinter is like, he's like, oh, Casey, I sense danger. It's like, but that happened like 400 years ago. It's already over, right? And what was with, what was with uh, Walker and the Finches? Like I mentioned at the very beginning. Uh, and then it only shows up to sl slow down Walker later on. But like, what? couldn't the turtles have just caught up with him anyway? And then he doesn't, I, I'm sure you've seen like when he dives into the water, he doesn't make a splash or anything. Yeah. He just like disappears. Yeah. <laughs> just disappears. And on top of that, <laughs> oh man. On top of that, so there's a civil war going on. Walker's like not necessarily the bad guy. He's just trying to sell weapons. I don't, I'm not entirely sure the turtles did anything to stop the war. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of it. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot to address with your stuff. Okay. So do me a favor. Can you send me your notes here so I can rapid fire them? Sure. But yeah, no, that's the one thing I will agree with you is to me, like a lot of the jokes in this movie didn't land, like the cappuccino thing. Um, Michelangelo with the like lampshade on his head. Like, what was that all about? Like, it's not really, it's kind oh, of like- You guys are giving me so much. Okay. While Keith is doing that, the lampshade is a reference to uh, an old Elvis movie called Blue Hawaii, which okay. is which is why they- which is why he does that. And then uh, Splinter at the end does the same thing, you know, just like Elvis in blue Hawaii. Okay. So that's that joke. Um, the turtles looking awful. We talked about that already. The Kappa cappuccino thing. I mean, it's when you spell it out, it's different. When you are listening to it, Kappa cappuccino makes sense to me. Uh Shredder, super shredder to the British guy. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, that it's a different time period. They didn't have muted, mutagen in feudal Japan. Uh, turtles having their last line. Yes, that is annoying. I think it is a symptom of Donatello coming back and or uh, Corey Feldman coming back as Donatello. And Corey Feldman had every last line in the first movie, but we've we had kind of evolved past that, so they kind of had to rework that back in. So I think that's that. Uh, the time travel thing. Yes, I agree. Uh, it doesn't make sense that Kenshin and April weigh the same. Well, like, and it also the, doesn't make sense that you have to hold it at the same time because one of you is 400 make, years in the past. You couldn't possibly hold it at the same time as someone 400 years in the future. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, the, the scepter <laughs> exists, you know, 
this the scepter exists throughout time until it's destroyed so it's like you can trade places with literally anybody it doesn't have to be 400 years in japan it could be any time um i always get the sense that it's like an ancient magic thing which is why the blacksmith one didn't work which is why they couldn't just make a new one but they because did the just one, make a new one but, and but they broke but, it <laughs> no i mean but they made a new one but like was it gonna work like because they literally said we don't know if it's gonna work what if they ended up in like dinosaur times like mikey specifically says that um splinter knowing about the priests kenshin told him oh okay because because the the, the scepter had always been kept in the um in the temple which is which so kenshin knew that already and the reason why it was taken into battle and that because it was taken into battle like lord noranaga considered it an ancient weapon he didn't know it was a time travel stick he just knew that he just knew that it gave his ancestors power which is why he let the honor guard take it into um into battle with them so that's why it left the temple did you not pick up on that text (laughs) No, I did. I, I've seen this movie like ten times. I never picked on on that. Oh yeah, no, that's literally. That. So why why were four different guys holding it on four different horses? So why the four different guys were holding it? I don't know if it was like a banner thing, like you know Japanese war banner thing. That so they were all just kind of holding it, which is really awkward to like visually think of, like four guys on horseback riding that close to each other, holding this little time scepter. Maybe they yeah. can if you have two guys per horse. But 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 they clearly don't. Like all of them have their own horse, and one of them is backwards. And yeah, fortunately, one of them is backwards. So it is a little weird. Um, it is also a little weird that the turtles uh, are technically the same weight as these guys naked. Thought that was interesting. Um, the British occupying Japan. They weren't occupying Japan. They were they they were opening up trade. Um, Either way. The, what but is, they, they use that to explain why they speak English, but then the four guys that come to the future don't speak English. Well, not every not everybody does speak English, but it everybody is, speaks English. It is, you, it the is grandpa weird. in that speaks. English. I know. I was going to say it is and the Daimyo speaks English. Mitsu speaks English. I, I everybody was say English. not everybody does, but a lot of people do, and it is kind of weird how like this remote village in the mountains has people who speak English because they're not the ones that are trading with Britain right now. Yeah. Um, so that that part is weird. Uh, the turtle's trying to grab the honor guard at the end because he's running away. Uh, I mean, they they want to make sure that they know where he is just in case Mikey does come back. You know, um, that would make sense to me. Uh, everything they do in the past, they could do modern times. Yeah, let me agree with you there. Um, why does Mikey love Mitsu? I think they were just trying to give Mikey an arc um, as, for that. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know. I don't really got anything. I, I can't really justify that. Yeah, um, it's like it's like a huge part of the end of the movie, but it's not set up at all. Well, I mean, it, it's set up in that scene where like he talks to her on the mountain or on the on like the cliff overlooking the village. Because there's that there, they have that like heart to heart where he's like, hey, so, you know, Kenshin's your guy, huh? What's your sign? <laughs> um, and then like, she kind of rebuffs him there and he feel and he feels bad. Um, but it's like, he still, I didn't like that. He still decides like, Hey, I'm going to stay. And she like flat out. She's like, no, like you have to go back. We need Kenshin back because they explain Kenshin has to come back because that's, that will stop the war because like him and uh, Mitsu getting married 
will unite the families. Because I think, I can't remember if it's the grandpa that says that, but like somebody says that in the movie. Um, Splinter sensing danger. I mean, like we've seen him sense things in the comics. That's, that's, that's a comic thing. It's just weird when it's done through time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that it's done through time, but I mean, like, they're also still kind of linked. Like, if you think, I I consume a lot of time travel media, and so like time, you know, there's always a window, there's always a link, you know, either telepathically, magically, you know, technologically, there's always some kind of link to bring to bring you back to the future. And I think that was just, it wasn't, it wasn't super established well, but it's like you kind of just chalk it up to like ancient ninja mystic mysticism kind of thing like he just senses the turtles are in trouble yeah i thought maybe they just hadn't shown that puppet in a while or like ah, just give him a line yeah uh <laughs> my my biggest gripe and i'm surprised spencer you didn't mention this i mean i haven't gotten to really gripe yet <laughs> oh yeah god we've spent so long in anchovies um so okay so i might just steal this from you how do you bring casey back to this movie and not give him his original mask he has, a, he has a generic hockey goalie mask in this one. He's not wearing the Casey mask. Well, and he doesn't do anything in this movie. I mean, yeah, granted, yeah, he doesn't do anything, but you literally have him playing hockey with the, with the honor guards, and he doesn't, he puts on a generic goalie, like, wannabe Jason mask. He doesn't put on his mask. Yeah, well, and I've even seen, like, people complain and be like, like I want, I'd say they need like an origin for Casey's mask because you can't just buy a hockey mask like that. And it's just like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. did. I don't care. It looks iconic. You don't need an explanation. It just looks cool. Yeah, but like you don't, really need, need, you don't know? need to explain it. Like I, so for the longest time, I didn't need need an explanation for it. I still don't. Me neither. Like, do do I really need an explanation of like where Batman's cowl came from? I mean, I guess you know, Batman Begins did give that to us, but do I need to know? No. Like, I don't need to know. I, I don't need to know where any character's like costume design really came from. Just just let him have a cool hockey mask. I mean, I I did need to know where Han Solo's gun came from. Yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you for that, Solo. Uh, Star Wars film, Star, Star Wars story. And the dice and the uh, Millennium Falcon. And... I, I yeah. needed to know about that. Yeah. Even though those dice were there until that movie was made. What's your big anchovy, Spencer? Okay. Anchovies. Yeah. Did I steal your KC1 or no? Was that, was that I actually didn't have that one written down. I, you know, I, I just didn't really read too heavily into it to be honest but uh april's walkman like goes with her you know you switch clothes but apparently not your walkman maybe that made up for any extra weight that uh (laughs) between that and her watch yeah (laughs) well and also like the weapons come with them yeah it's 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 just whatever they need to come with them right yeah just just the whole it's magic you know Mm -hmm. just the whole yeah for sure it's magic but still like even like the whole like clothes switching thing it's like did we really do we really need that like did we really need like the whole clothes switching deal like it just feels like it was kind of there for a gag it i don't know i feel like a lot of these problems would have been solved if they just would have had renette in this story just pop in and oh yeah whatever reason and 
or, or even just have the staff give them clothes of the era they're in, you know, because the staff can just do that because it's magic. Like it, it just feels really unnecessary to do the whole clothes switching thing. Uh, yeah, I already we already talked about characters conveniently speaking English. Uh, they forego a lot of fighting just to have them scare people away by having them just scare people away. You know, yeah, they just growl at like oh, multiple yeah. people, <laughs> and then they'll run. You know, and so it's kind of it's kind of a bummer when those moments kind of happen, uh, especially after they like shoot the cannon, you know, and like that's kind of like the big way they kind of win the war and clear out most of the people is just by being scary after that. Uh, everyone just runs off without them really doing much. Uh, and then we already talked about how Walker just like disappears and he falls into the sea. So that's that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. I mean. My big one was the Casey mask. Um, and I mean, this, this movie, I, I mentioned it earlier, like the, the movie has like that weird tone thing because like, it's trying to, it's trying to be miraged in tone, but with the cartoon turtles and it does create a weird, like it, it, it does create like a weird emotional whiplash. And, but yeah, uh, that, that's an issue I have with that. I'd say it's a fair a fair uh take for sure well, like yeah. I said, the, the overall plot kind of feels like something that could be out of the mirage comic books but yeah the turtles feel very very cartoony and like a lot of like the the world itself kind of ends up turning really cartoony yeah. yeah it's hard for me to watch this movie do not like it well i think then you need a palette cleanse with some things that i love about this movie Okay. Oh, I love being a turtle. All right. So, so what do you love about this movie? It's kind of hard. I, I kind of set myself up there. <laughs> um, I mean, like I've been saying, I really like. I've always liked that this movie wasn't about um, Shredder and the Foot. Like this, this feels like a fun adventure. And like Donatello's even got that line in the movie, like you know, guys, like this is an adventure, and it's. Ultimately, like this movie is fun. Like the turtles, like when they get to the village, like it's it is it's very peaceful. Like it's a very peaceful village, and you can see why, like Mikey and Raph want to stay there. Like you know, like yeah, everybody thought they were demons, but like everyone kind of came around to them. Like you know, thought they were cool. Um, I think the scene where Michelangelo saves Yoshi, like when he barges into that burning building and everyone's like freaking out, and then he like charges out. That's badass you know um uh we talked about it in our recap how leonardo like has a sword fight with lord nornaga and it's like it's a legit sword fight between you know an old japanese actor and a man in a puppet suit but it's still like a good sword fight and it's also i think the first one that we've like a sword to sword fight that we've ever seen leo in in live action like I guess yes. He's, he's Shredder never had a pole, right? Yeah, Shredder, yeah. Shredder had Shredder had his his spear, and then like, you know, Leo never really fights other foot soldiers sword to sword. Um, but also too, like the turtles do use their weapons, like because that's a big complaint everybody had about the secret of the ooze. We're like, oh, they don't use their yeah. weapons. Everybody had it after someone pointed it out. No one but, noticed yeah, before. Yeah, that. nobody <laughs> noticed until somebody until one person said it. And then yeah. I think we talked about it where they actually do use their weapons. Not a lot, yeah. but they do use them. In this one, they use their weapons a lot. 
you know, Donatello is smacking dudes. Uh, like my, one of my favorite lines, Donatello like smacks the guy. He's like, he's like, I love this game. When he's like playing baseball with their heads. Like it's, it, there's, there's a lot of good, like there's, there's, there's good fights. See, that, that's, that's what ruins it for me. Oh <laughs> no. Like and it's like, yeah. I love, I love watching them have fun during the fight. And like you, you said, like there, there is a lot of growling. There's a lot of growling for like the low level guys. When like Lord Norinaga's army shows up and they're taking out those guys, that's when like that's when the fights happen. Like that's that's they stop the growling and start doing that. Yeah, there there's definitely some like uh the, like the, there's fighting in that scene. There's like fighting in the dungeon. Like there definitely are the fight scenes, but it feels like there's a lot of moments where they're just like we need to get rid of all these people, so uh, have the turtle scare them all. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, but but they also, it's not like they did that out of nowhere. They established that people think that they're demons. Yeah. And so like they established people are going to be afraid of these guys. So it's, it's not, it, it's, it's convenient. Like you said, like trying to just get all these guys off stage, but uh, it's not like it's random and uncalled for. Like it's, it's set up in the universe that well, they can, but they do they it when they're still it. in their samurai masks and no one knows they're turtles. Well, I mean, but at that point, like, <laughs> right at that, at that point in the movie, like the British guys had just got there. So they still think like, especially like, um, God, what's his, Niles? Like Niles still thinks like they're just, they're weird people. And so like, there's a little, there's a little bit of, you know, ancient racism in there. <laughs> but Here, Here's the best comparison I can make. So that, yes, there are fight scenes in this movie. Yes, they're, they use their weapons. You remember when we watched the, the episode of the Gribbics? And it was that like really good four second fight scene between Leo and Shredder. No. But the rest of the movie was, or the rest of the show was terrible. <laughs> that's a, that's this movie for me. No, I'm not watching this as, whole movie just to watch Leo getting like a two minute sword fight. This with isn't as dude. bad as the and then, and then use his, his swords as scissors to cut his hair. This isn't as bad as the Gribbix. How right, it's dare way you, worse. Sir. It, how <laughs> because at least dare the Gribbix was only 20 minutes. This is an hour and a half out of my life. Yeah, life. how dare you. <laughs> um, all right, all right. I love being a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are in the good stuff. That's true. <laughs> oh, I'm rapid firing uh, off everything Spencer, I love. Uh, Tarzan Boy. Fantastic. Yo, I was going to just say Tarzan Boy. That's the only note I have that's good in this whole movie is Tarzan Boy. That's uh, a no. banger of a song. It is the banger of the song. I still have it. I played it at my wedding. I love that song so nice. much. And I have this movie to thank for it. Um, and it's funny because like the version they use in the movie is not like the popular version, at least like the one I have. Um, so I think that like there was a little bit of a remix or something, but mm. it's it's still a banger of a song. So Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Um, yeah, because it wasn't like, made for this movie, right? It was a song. Already. No, it, it, it was a single. Um, for the movie or is a single i think it was tied to the movie i remember it being in the trailer kenshin I, I think he's funny uh casey i really love the there's there's the part when like casey's like annoyed because they brought him in and they're like they're not he they're not gonna take him with the turtles like back in time and raf's like we need somebody to watch splinter in case something happens and then casey like emotionally shifts and like he looks at Splinter because we haven't seen Casey since the first movie, and we know him and Splinter like developed that bond in the first movie when he saved him. And so like Casey immediately like turns and is like, it would be a serious honor. And it's like that's such a good Casey moment because it's like you know, he comes in, you know, chomping on bubble gum, let's crack some skulls, like insulting the turtles, and like mad that he's not going with them. And then like and then he shifts when he recognizes 
you know, they're trusting him with their dad that he has saved before. And so I think I think that's a, a great character beat that a lot of people don't don't pick up on. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Uh April, fantastic in this movie. Um, played by Paige Turco. Um she's she's fantastic. And it's like her hair in this movie is just adorable and I love it. Um <laughs> there great is legs some... too. Huh? Great legs too. Yeah, shawing. So I was gonna I was gonna segue into that. There's a lot of 90s references in this movie. Um which the 90s reference? Uh it's from, yeah, it's from uh, Wayne's World. Okay, I never so, saw so Schwing is Wayne's World. Uh Donatello saying uh when uh God, when he's talking to Walker and he's like he's like uh, you're a bunch of turtles or whatever. And he's like, You were expecting maybe the Adams family. Uh so for a lot of you, if you didn't know, Adams family uh the was it's a newspaper comic strip about the you know this macabre family about you know there, there are monsters and stuff um very very popular like kind of scooby-doo in popularity but for comics in like the early 90s they made a live action uh adam's family movie and it was like one of the biggest movies of like all time back then it was huge everyone saw this movie um and so the sequel was coming out around this time, Adam's Family Values. And so that was a dig at that. Okay. I think, I think it was a line from the trailer too. But yeah, like oh, when, when, Donat- when Donatello says, you know, you were expecting maybe the Adam's Family, like. Which is weird because, so, all right, that movie would have been coming out in 93 the same time they were alive, but the people in Japan still have. 397 so, years so it is a funny reference yeah because he's saying it to a man in ancient japan yeah so, um i it's there's two like jokes that i think are so stupid but really funny uh after they beat all the guys up in the temple donatello and leo are like you know everyone's kind of cheering for themselves and then donatello is like hey leo high foot and then they like give each other a high five but like kick their feet together I just, I don't know why that joke is always funny to me. Uh, But then the funniest joke, like I had to tell you guys in the group chat last night, was when they shift, uh, when April and Kenshin change and like the turtles are trying to figure out like what happened. Mikey's like talking to Kenshin and like he's just looking at him and Donatello like goes off, starts explaining techno babble. And Mikey just has this very, very quiet line to him. He's like, how did you get in April's pants? (laughs) which is (laughs) is one of those lines that like gets past the censors because it's technically you know he's in april's pants so that is the that's the joke (laughs) but you know it's that's a that's a that's an adult joke yeah it's one of those ones where you're like was that on purpose it was like no it was it was intent it was definitely on purpose the precursor to the fingerprints joke exactly um one of uh i lost my train of thought damn it i was i just had a thing too and i just lost my train one thing i will respond though to uh keith your question earlier of like him saying that joke to you know samurai man in ancient japan that won't get it that's like what it's like for me every day at work you know because like I, i work construction so like i'll make a reference to like star wars or something and people just won't get it 
Yeah. <laughs> right over their head. Yeah. I was talking about sand. And so I was like, I hate sand. It's rough and coarse. Gets and it everywhere. gets everywhere. And then they just like were quiet and like looked at me like I was the weirdest thing ever. And so I just didn't say anything. I was like, whatever you guys, <laughs> guy you've ever seen. <laughs> you uncultured swine. I'm yeah. On my own. Yeah. <laughs> Every day of my life. I feel like <laughs> I, right. Good to know. I am saying, were you expecting maybe the Adams family to a, to a samurai? I'm glad to know that was like from the movie because so I've Adams family was a show that it was, it was, a, car- watched. It was a cartoon after the movies well there was a show back in the 60s yeah there was a live action show in the 60s yeah that's what i know that's what i know of the adams family so i'm glad that there was a movie that at least linked to that somehow and it wasn't just like a random you know him talking about a movie or a show from 30 years ago his time yeah Yeah. uh we also got a got a couple good clint eastwood jokes in there you know mikey assuming that walker is clint eastwood um, which we've already kind of played up the Clint Eastwood time travel joke in Back to the Future 3. But I mean, there's 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 a couple of good Clint Eastwood gags. Like Leo tells him, okay, punk, make my day, which is dirty hairy, not you know, Western, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, and then you have you know classic like uh help I'm a turtle and I can't get up, which is you know, help I've fallen and I can't get up. Uh-huh. So yeah, like this movie's got some fun, fun references. Um, it's good. Yeah, I the things that I liked. So I, I really liked the plot of Walker trying to sell Lord Norinaga guns, you know, but like he keeps refusing because like that was like a real thing going on in Japan as well as in the movie The Last Samurai. But, you know, you've got like people trying to sell the Japanese like guns and cannons and you have like your groups of samurai that refuse and are keeping the tradition and trying to, you know, well, yeah, not like, use those. Cause like Japan was, you know, famously isolationist for, you know, centuries. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's weird. Cause like last samurai is, you know, civil war, 1800s era. Yeah. Um, this movie, the movie takes place in 1609. For yeah. some reason, the comic is 1593 yeah i mean the dates and stuff you know may not be the most historically accurate but like at well, least the idea. It, just, it, it was just it was just weird because it's like that that 1609 because like the whole thing was like we went back 400 years which 400 years would be 1593 because this movie came out in 1993 uh-huh. so like why the why did the movie pick 1609 oh i just thought that was weird yeah, yeah my theories but <laughs> <laughs> well because that's the thing in the movie they nobody says the year um the only time we ever see the year is like at the beginning of the movie when uh kenshin's escape like running away from the honor guard and like it's it just says japan 1609 yeah so but yeah i, I really like that kind of that theme in the background of him trying to like sell them weapons and get them to buy them and you know lord narinaga eventually caving so he can win this battle uh with you know these rebels once and for all yeah uh it's a good idea that's actually interesting in the background and and that's the thing that i will say about this movie is that it at least has a plot unlike secret of the use yeah like Like, this (laughs) like you said like this movie isn't bad in the sense that like it tells a story 
and like it gets there it's just unfortunately made very cheaply and it just it looks cheap compared to the others mm-hmm. um but it, it's not it's, i mean like it tells a story it gets from a to b yeah it's got it's you know it's got like you know the weird stuff with displacement and whatever but ultimately it actually has a plot while well, secret of the use is kind of like mostly just the, the, you know this one's gags with a plot well secret of the use is mostly just gags and like hardly any plot at all it's like oh shredder is still alive he tries to make mutants yeah. fails yeah. he dies you know like <laughs> the movie doesn't even succeed because you don't learn what the secret of the ooze is yeah yeah exactly right. <laughs> but this one develop you know delivers on the promise of turtles going back in time yeah, when you've got well, like but that's not that's not the title. It, it well, no, prob- that's, it the ta- that's the tagline. The, that's the tagline. Delivers on the promise that it is the third Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, <laughs> but you know, I I really like Raph's relationship with Yoshi. I actually thought that was pretty cute. Uh, you know, having him have the relationship with the kid. You know, and what's it, super weird about that is there's so many people that I still see ask, "Is that supposed to be Hamato Yoshi?" And it's like no yeah because it's 400 years in the past well but this is the same movie that implies that the rat that april sees and it doesn't imply suit. that she's joking is she though because yes. is it wit a, a relative as well well i mean he's he's played by elias Cotius, but and like it's kind of you know it's it's hinted at in the sense that it's the same actor but nothing is really ever developed on it enough to where we would assume that like Casey yeah. and Wit don't do anything similar they just look alike right. so and like in in you know in in movies and cinema like if you wanted to imply that you would have Wit do something that Casey does so that we would make that mental connection otherwise he's just the dude that looks like Casey we don't even know his last like we don't know if his last name is Wit Jones or something mm. Like, even if that was the case, we could be like, oh, this is Casey's ancestor, you know, but, but it never, we never get that. We never, we never hear that. We never, it's never really implied beyond that. So when April's just like, you know, she kind of shrugs it off with him. Cause he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She looks at the rat and she's like, yeah, you look familiar too. She's being sarcastic. Uh, it's, it's the exact same implication. It's not the same. It's it not the same. Absolutely. It's exactly the same implication. She looks at this thing and says, hey, you look like something I know. And then she looks at her and says, hey, you look like something I know. It's, it's, exact, she's like it's the rolling, exact she's same like exchange. rolling her eyes when she says that. Mm. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, guys, that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Turtles in time, if you're well, watching it on whatever. Yeah, but I've still got, like, anyway, just a couple more things. Like, yeah, Oh, still? Jesus. Yeah. This is a long episode. Yeah, it is. But the turtles at least like all kind of get an arc. Like I always like seeing the aspect of Michelangelo's personality, where he wants to fit in in the world around him, and and he you know he's he's the one that's affected by it a lot more than the other turtles because he's got that desire to connect with the world around him, and to be out with people and to have friends, and and you know they did that with him in this one. Even if his romance didn't really make sense, he you know also just talks about how he can go out and be free and kind of live a life amongst people and so i kind of really like that aspect of michelangelo's personality when you get to see it uh and yeah that's that's what i got for this movie all right guys well that was Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja turtles three um super long episode <laughs> yeah i mean to, to just 
cap it off, I really love this movie. It's it's not nearly as bad as anyone as it is popular to say. Yeah, I'd say I like it more than Secret of the Use. I I've been swayed. I I think I like this more than Secret of the Use now. Um, originally, like they were kind of they were kind of neck and neck, but I think watching this, and like I said earlier, like having having more knowledge about turtles now and having like red masks and turtles take time and knowing that whole history i honestly i honestly still say this is very close to mirage in tone i heavily heavily firmly disagree with you heavily (laughs) heavily influenced i mean it's heavily influenced in that there is time travel that there is time travel and like to me the Norinaga like plot with like Walker trying to sell him weapons and stuff in the background is something that you could find in the Mirage comics. Yeah, like yeah. that's totally a Mirage element. But out the swallowing a frog, the help of a turtle and I can't get up. Yes, that, they make, they none make of those that. kind of, they make those jokes in Mirage, like when they make jokes about TV shows that Spencer's never even heard of. Yes, but like they do that all the time in Mirage. Not all the time. Even they even make a joke movie. about that in the mo- in in this movie. They say like, oh, "Hey guys, we're in Shogun. That's an old TV show." Yeah, like, like they they do that a, a few times in the comics. It's not all the time, but the other thing is like, is it's done in a way that just feels more clever and less ham-fisted and less constant. Yeah. It's not like all. It, the time. it is constant in this movie, and I yeah. like I said, it's because they're heavily influenced by the cartoon turtles. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make they're trying to fit the cartoon turtles in a Mirage story. I'm still firmly in the camp that this is a bad movie, but teach their own. <laughs> it's not it's not a good movie. It's a good turtles movie. No, it's I actively dislike this movie. All right. <laughs> We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. We're gonna That's have okay. to agree. To there's, disagree. there's plenty of turtles media for us to agree on. Also, right? this is the is. final episode of Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one that ended it all. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the one where the band broke up. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was our Yoko Ono. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to me, this was a movie. There we go. And so there you go. There are three That's... different takeaways from this movie. There we go. We're we're across the spectrum of of the Rotten Tomato scores of this movie. And that is <laughs> yeah, and that is why the three of us are able to look at so much turtle media that we do because we have so many different views <laughs> yeah but guys i'm done talking about this movie let's go into the news okay news this is april o'neill of channel six. Oh, i got it queued up this time yeah we'll be we'll be faster oh <laughs> you actually did have it queued up <laughs> this is from a video game this is what i'm talking about i think your computer i think I think your computer's doing that thing where it like tries to block out background sound. Oh no, that's too bad. Okay, yeah, well, never mind. It did. It, mine did meet that to me last week when I did like my voice like guitar solo. It was immediately like, oh, there's racket in the background. Cut it out. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> but I heard a little bit of it. Um, yeah, news. So we have a trade paperback of volume one of the idw collection officially out they like originally said it was going to come out like in november forever ago and it's been pushed but now it's been pushed all the way to 
the week uh the week before you're hearing this if you so, so today <laughs> the day that we're recording this on february 2nd so, groundhog day <laughs> on groundhog day there we go so, uh, guys, yeah, if you have not been able to pick up the IDW Ultimate Collection of uh, the IDW comic, um, because the hardcovers went out of print and they were hard to find, uh, IDW has heard you and they are re-releasing them as paperbacks now. Um, it had been announced a while ago but and just delayed, and now it's finally out. So head on down to your local comic book store or order it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. That's great. I, I love that series. The more it's in print, the better. Yeah, exactly. The more people reading it, the better. Well, and that's the thing is like they find it profitable to now be also printing it in trade paperback, which is mm-hmm. which in paperback, which means that this is a book that is continuing to sell. People are continuing to find it. And that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that more and more people are discovering the comics and reading them every day, because for me personally, it's my favorite part of Turtles as as I've grown older. It's the part I continue to enjoy and get mo- the most enjoyment out of uh, more than anything else. Which is funny because like if you're in any of the turtle groups on like Facebook and stuff, like Spencer is always in there talking about how people should read <laughs> this book. Yeah, you know, I, I always yeah. try to encourage it, you know, like especially if people are like, you know, want- I don't know where to start. Yeah, or, or they're like wanting more content for turtles and they, you know, there's no new show coming out or anything like that. It's like, if you are dying for something or what's currently coming out is not, you know, to your taste. Yeah. Check out the comic book, like really do it. Like, especially the current IDW series, it does such a good job of combining everything from the 87 series, the 2003 series, the Archie comics and giving it that tone that, you know, everyone seems to kind of gravitate towards and love. Yeah. Uh, It's fantastic. Uh, they flesh out the characters to a degree that you can really enjoy it as you know as an adult reader it's great uh end of end of my spiel but (laughs) if you're if you really really are looking for more turtles content and you're you're not satisfied unless you have more read the comics Yeah. yeah I think it has a hearty recommend from all three of us from all three that is that is something that the three of us can agree on yes so definitely check that out yeah. Um, in video game news, for those of you who have access to the Apple Arcade, Michelangelo is playable in Nickelodeon Extreme Tennis. Uh, looks like his racket is actually like a pizza box on a stick, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's the 87 version of the character, but he's actually voiced by Greg Sipes, who did the 2012 version of the character. So, it's so remember how I said there's classic turtles and then there's the 87 turtles. So this is classic, Mikey, where it's kind of like enough to where it's like it looks like 87 but yeah. they just do weird this voiced by greg sipes that's that's was, what i say yeah. like that's one of the weird things where it's like it's not quite 87 because they do something like this yeah for me i am all for blurring those lines and kind of smashing down like making everyone be like 87 2012 2003 so good on them <laughs> And for those of you who are playing Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, Hot Wheels Pass Volume 2 will have a Michelangelo vehicle that's coming February 17th, and a Raphael vehicle is coming in April. So look for those. Yep. Uh, another little bit of video game news is IGN is going to be have something they call IGN Fan Fest on February 19th. And one of the items on their docket, I don't know how much will be announced about it or how much we'll see, but 
Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, the video game. Uh, some news, finally. We'll, we'll hopefully 80, get some news. It's been 84 years. It so, has been, like, we haven't, what was we haven't that game any, announced? We haven't, we haven't had any news for this game since... Um, they announced the, April. Since they announced April at the... Uh, um, I originally said the Game Awards. It was not the Game Awards. Uh, it was a different convention. Yeah. Um, E3? Was it E3? Is no, it no. They didn't do E3 last year. Or they did E3 digitally. It was... Um, oh, God. It was... It's it's another big one, but it wasn't E3. It wasn't Game Awards. Um, it's a big but, but yeah, uh, we haven't had... Point is, we haven't had any news since April. So the fact that uh, there's finally going to be something to drink here you know makes me not as thirsty anymore yeah Mm -hmm. so the game was announced march 10th 21 april was revealed august 25th so it's been since august yeah we haven't had a year since it's been since uh, august because august was also when we found out about the delay as well yeah what i'm really hoping in fact we were one of the people who first revealed it if you remember i do but what i'm really hoping for with this game is that seeing so much positive feedback and excitement from people that they decided like oh wow we can add more to this game and do some more stuff with it and hopefully that's why what the delay is for and if not if it's just to make it a polished game that's great too but there's a probably there's a great there's a great quote from miyamoto you know a bad game you know delayed game is eventually good i you know a rushed game is always bad Cyberpunk would probably like to, you know, have a word. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, Cyberpunk. But nonetheless, hopefully it's all just working out to give us a great great game, a great beat em up game. Yeah. So, guys, what do we do next next week, Spencer? <laughs> next week we're going to be doing the 3 First three episodes of season four of Ninja Turtles, of the syndication episodes. All right. So that's plan six from outer space, Turtles of the Jungle, and Michelangelo toys around. Yeah. And I believe they should be in the order of like the first syndication ones and then the other ones on our DVDs. Three absolute bangers. But also, what are DVDs anymore? Because I bought these digitally. (laughs) So, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to tell us your memories from seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, you know, let us know somewhere on the internet at Ninja Turtle PH on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the show, tell a friend, leave a review. Um, we really love hearing stuff like that. Uh, people you know, DM us you know, a lot and uh, tell us you know, they want to show us Ninja Turtle stuff or they want to tell us or they, you, you agreed with us. In fact, Clint, because I know you're listening. Who do you agree with about this episode? So tell us <laughs> um, on Facebook. Uh, and yeah, guys, uh, if you enjoy the show, like I said, leave a review, tell a friend. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can get podcasts. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, we have some cool plans coming up for this year. Um, maybe Twitch, maybe a Discord, you know, who knows? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year so guys uh stick around for that wild ride and yeah we love you so once again thank you so much for listening until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga showing
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's fine. I'm looking up the haunted tank on the side. Yeah. Uh, the haunted tank appears in the Teen Titans Go episode, Yearbook Madness. Oh, the tank is among the superheroes who signs the Teen Titans yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> it really is something that needs to be explored more. I need more haunted tank in my life, especially since there's so little on DC Universe Infinite. Yeah. Give me. I think it was. Hmm? It was in the old GI Combat uh, book as well. Yeah, yeah. It was originally in the old one. So the the one that's in the new Fifty Two has like the original general that was the, like the captain or whatever, not general, but you know the original captain of the crew. As like a 90-year-old man that's just like insane and the tank just shows up and comes to him and then like transports him to Afghanistan to save his great-grandson. And like it's it's absolutely bonkers, but it's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Because of how nuts it is. I'm oh, Mike. Hi guys. Sorry, I've had a really crappy day. <laughs> well, hopefully this podcast will put you in a better mood. Honestly, um, yeah, it should. I love I love this movie, so and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into it. So I'm I'm gonna save that discussion. Okay. Uh, but uh, la di Mister Regular Edition over here. <laughs> uh, so yes, it is the Prestige Edition. Yeah, is is the one I have. I have both actually <laughs> they only ever had the prestige one i think at or maybe they had both i don't know i remember like because i have two prestige editions oh interesting i mean mostly because i forgot i had one already right so i rebought it um and then um i think i just picked this one because i really liked the eastman cover it's a really good cover yeah i had the 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 normal one from when I was a kid. I picked up the other one when I was in South Dakota a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's a comic shop. But... It's a great cover. I almost, since I have two copies, I kind of want to just rip one apart and do like, you know, scan them in 4K kind of thing. You know, because the art's pretty good, especially the cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Chris Allen on the art from uh, Adventures. I, I knew it looked familiar. Yeah, it's kind of like he's trying to ape the style of the puppets a little bit too much, I think, but it, it's definitely him. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, I don't get any news this week. It's been kind of slow in Toy World. Nothing on Turtle Tuesday. Yeah. I've got two very minor video game newses. Uh, they're both about well, one's about Nickelodeon Extreme Tennis, and the other one is about Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, uh, make appearances in those. Yeah, I heard about that. There is also supposed to be news on IGN in IGN's like game thing they're doing. I'll have to find the official name for it, but they are going to be having news of uh, for 
uh, Shredder's Revenge. There, that game on the list at least of things that, that game that you don't care about. That, that game that I yeah, I mean the game that I care about, but I don't <laughs> care about. <laughs> it's like wow, a Ninja Turtles game, and it does look like a genuinely like fun, like beat 'em up. The problem is, is like beat 'em ups to me are always like fun for like the first couple weeks, and then I never play them again. Yeah, like as much as I love the NES trilogy, the only game that I can really go back and keep trying to play is the original Nintendo one, like the the yeah. hard one that everybody hates. And it's like it's because it's the only one that's like not a beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely like of a genre of like pumping quarters into a machine or of an era, you know. Yeah, and then also like the it's really only fun if you play it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, like otherwise you're just doing it by yourself and it gets boring real fast. Yeah, it's one of those things like if you got some friends over and you're like, you know, you can kind of sit around and and goof off, you know, while playing it and talk, you know, like I, I've had fun because like I got Streets of Rage 4 to see how much they like, you know, how much of like more of a mechanic they've added besides spamming the same button till you know, a, a beat them up. And so I kind of yeah. got to, to get a feel of, you know, what this next Ninja Turtle game, since it's also made by dotemu whatever they're called dotting 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 me okay so you know i was able to get like a, a feel for it but you know i just uh yeah like after after i was done playing it with with some friends uh mm. i was kind of done with it <laughs> you know I haven't like played it much more than that. You know, the characters are really cool. Like the backgrounds, like everything, like the soundtrack's great, of course. Mm. Uh, animation's great. Like it, it's a, a well-made game. It's just the genre of beat-em-ups. In my opinion, you can only get so much yeah. playtime out of it before you get bored. You know? Mm. I guess we'll see how long mm. they make the game, how, how quickly you can get to the end or not. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of content in it. Like Streets of Rage 4 is the biggest comparison to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's at least a six hour game. Yeah, we got pretty far in it, but I definitely don't think we'd reach the end. But, you know, six hours is a lot for a beat em up for sure. But yeah, I, I kind of struggle with the with the beat em up genre they're fun but like they're only fun for a little bit or like if you're at the arcade and they've got that you know ninja turtles the arcade game there like it's really fun to do you gotta put a quarter in it yeah you know like like, we have a nickel cade here and we always you know we usually hit it and my wife and i you know dumped a bunch of quarters in it once all nickels into it and and got to the end of the game you know, so I just laid down a couple hundred nickels. Have the uh, uh, what is it? One up arcade one here. Oh, we lost Mike. Oh shoot! That's <laughs> one of those nights, huh? <laughs> like I said, we we got it all done at the beginning. We're good. Okay, found it. IGN Fan Fest said streaming February nineteenth. So it's more than just video games. But yeah. the roster has Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which I am excited for. The Legend of Vox Machina, da, 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 blah, 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 stuff we don't care about. The important thing, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. But oh shoot, he's trying to get back in. There we go. <laughs> Looking down on my phone. Oh, the Walking Dead final season part two. Apparently that's coming to a, a close as well, huh? There we I thought go. that was already over. Huh. Mr. Two. X really didn't want me to know how long it was to beat Streets of Rage 4. You have to play it to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, three hours for the main story, six hours for main and extras, and then 22 if you're a completionist. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think we're like on the final level to get to the end or we're real close when we were playing it but we never quite got there and i haven't picked it up since i had a good time you know laughing goofing around but that's the thing is like you need that extra company to kind of like goof around as you're playing uh, a beat-em-up to make it fun in my opinion no i mean you're 100 right and it's like i want that extra company you know mm-hmm Yeah, because like it is something that you can sit down and play because like anyone can play a beat 'em up, anyone can sit down and play it, and so it's great for like I said, you know, you know company over. You can just pull this out. You guys are playing something. Yeah, like that's why like I want to get my before you know everything shut down. Um, I was trying to get like my cousin to come over and like you know hey we're, I was going to get a pizza, a couple beers, and then we're just going to play all of the all all three of the beat 'em ups. Mm-hmm. Then everything happened, and you know, yeah, we haven't done it yet. But I mean, we can. I've seen him since. We just haven't had time to sit down and do it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to. We'll definitely have to sit down and like online when you know Shutter's Revenge comes out, play it together. It'll be fun. Oh yeah, on maybe on our uh, Twitch channel if anybody's maybe, listening yeah. to this right now. <laughs> mm. It'll be a good time. I'm trying to think of there's oh yeah there's so finally it was supposed to come out back in like november but it looks like they've moved the date apparently it did finally come out today uh the trade paperback of the first idw collection well oh yeah i saw that those in trade paperbacks also happy groundhog day guys is that why today sucked so bad <laughs> didn't the groundhog die i thought i read that <laughs> like it died yesterday or today really let me see if i can find that I, it was on wow it was on instagram or something what does that mean like 72 more years of 20 yeah right <laughs> yeah missing new, new jersey groundhog milton mel dies days before groundhog day oh jeez what an omen yeah a thousand more years of winter <laughs> yeah uh, what a weird holiday it's like that's such an old like super old white dude holiday <laughs> like colonial yeah you know, superstition holiday i just love making a big deal out of something that shouldn't be a big deal and so i always make sure to recognize groundhog day in one way or another yeah uh. You know, this this movie is a great way to do it because uh, I think Don Tello asked, Does anybody know what the yeah, Groundhog Day? Yeah, Groundhog Day, yeah, the Thursdays, man, it's gonna be my 24th Groundhog Day without watching Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day free. (laughs) 
I was gonna. I'm talking, uh, about, I'm talking about Team in T3. There's a part where oh yeah, until yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, okay, all right. I'm, I'm I just, just keep it with I, you. All right. I just also had to make that joke. <laughs> you just had to make a Groundhog Day joke. I know. Gotcha. I, 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 okay. I got you, I'm with you. Sorry. I got I you. Spaced off everything. <laughs> I'm messing with these like turtle, like those figures that I got. Um, the Playmates like movie figures. Oh yeah. I honestly like them more than the NECA ones. Just like, like posability and everything, or just yeah, like, like they're they're more fun to pick up and pose, and like like the other ones obviously look better. Like there's no denying that, but like these are these are like fun, you know, turtles figures that like I can pose very well and like yeah. yeah I always uh, feel like I'm like I'm holding some like ancient like burial urn whenever i pick up the old ones i'm gonna drop it and break it you know yeah it's like just so frail and fragile like i don't even mind the articulated fingers like they're annoying like when you try to get them to hold stuff but it's like you know they're they're not that bad hmm i am gonna repaint the eyes though hot take of the day the way Donatello laughs after that gets me too. <laughs> like he like he like giggles with like his hands in his mouth. Yeah, like it's, it's so very stupid. I I didn't say it. Uh it's very mascot like uh like mascot head mm-hmm. problems. So like they move like, you know, a Disney character in a park. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing with like a lot of my my thing with suits is that it's definitely more exaggerated in this movie than the other two. But like the Power Rangers, like lots of like, you know, you overcompensate with the body to make up for not having a human face to express things. Yeah, exactly. And to make sure people can see motion. And so like that is one of those things that whenever I see suits or puppets always kind of like takes me out as well as kind of the over mm-hmm. the over exaggeration. And like, yes, I can, you know, you end up seeing that it's a, a puppet type thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I'm sorry it's so late. <laughs> no, no problem. Who wants uh who wants what movie next or what, uh, what episode? episode? Uh what were the three episodes again next? Plan six from outer space, turtles of the jungle, and Michelangelo toys around. I will do plan six. I'll do the jungle one. All right. I'll take the riffraff leftover. Perfect. Like it's plan. Does uh Michelangelo toys around? Does the jungle one have a special song written for it? Like that episode of the 2003 it, series where they get transported into like the Uncle Augie's like dimension thing? <laughs> what was uh, with, like, that show tried no. that. Yeah. That, that was like the worst thing that show did. And it, for multiple episodes too, you know? It's it was for two horrible. episodes. And I, I, don't, I don't think it was that bad. But they, they did do that weird thing where they like wrote a song specifically for it and it's like the corniest freaking thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> well because i think they do it for uh the city of war episode like the first one of that too Ooh, that's he might have that's yeah. weird can't wait like, can't wait to start can't wait to get to that in my watch it's called like running new york or something that's terrible it's not yeah. Honestly. yeah but they've got this song of like it's a jungle out there that's oh, oh that's right oh, yeah man. that's what it is <laughs> Jesus. all right all right guys i'm gonna hop off yeah we yeah. better get going all right, all right. take care have, have a good night yep you guys take care we'll see you see you